0: Welcome to Grisha Cast, episode 27. In this episode, we are covering chapters 7 through 13 from the book Six of Crows. This is your host, Eric.
1: And I'm Terry. From Nashville, Tennessee, this is your podcast for all things Grishaverse.
0: A world created by the wonderful Lee Bardugo. Moi Sabayanyi casters. Hello, hello. Hello. So, we want to thank some people.
1: Our location shout out. Yes. First one is Doncaster, UK.
0: Woohoo. And then a place close to my heart, St. Paul, Minnesota. Shout out to you.
1: And Oslo, Norway. Home of my peeps.
0: Ah, oh, we, th- we love all you listeners. Thank you so much. So keep on listening. Heck yeah. <laughs> well, we're back. We are back actually in the studio.
1: We are. It feels good.
0: <laughs> it does. Um, it was hard.
1: <laughs> it really was. It was very difficult.
0: Oh, my gosh. That was... Um, we did it. We did. We did two episodes, right? We, yes. Yes, and um, that was just. It was very difficult, guys. We didn't hear the delay at all <laughs> that was going on, no. and we're but we're back. Um, we also are not exactly right next to one another. We're being careful. We are because you got to be. Um, I know some places are opening up here in um, Tennessee. The counties are deciding what to do, and where we live, Wilson, there's limited openings, but it seems like everybody's opening to me. Everyone's out. Yeah, there's a lot of people going out. So if you are one of those people, be safe, please. Like, I'm going to do my grocery shopping tomorrow with my mask on still, because I'm so scared. I have only been doing it with my mask on, but especially tomorrow, since... People are going nuts.
1: Oh, yeah. I do a delivery and they just throw it in the trunk and I drive away. <laughs>
0: wow. Well.
1: And then I spray the trunk down before when I get home. I don't know. It's a whole process.
0: Hey, I get it. Chris taught, like, I've got this special process with my mask that I have. And, like, I don't know. Chris taught me how to put it on, like, mm-hmm. perfectly and then make sure that I take it off without, like, getting the germs everywhere. So, neat things I've, le- I've learned during this quarantine. I
1: had a moment because um, I don't have actual masks and i've had to make them yeah and i um got rid of a lot of my fabric when i moved because i just i stopped doing that and so i didn't have fabric and the stores were all closed i literally took um pillowcases (laughs) and clothing and anything else i could find that i wasn't using and as i'm sitting there cutting it i was thinking, what year is this
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's It's like the great
1: depression i have to reuse my flower sacks to make a dress
0: Oh, gone to the wind gone, gone, with, the gone wind. with the wind
1: as we sit here in all this electronic funness I'm cutting yeah. up fabric from old clothing
0: yeah it, it, it's, it's a really weird time really we will is. definitely not forget this no one will anybody that's alive right now all you listeners I'm sure you all have your own stories about how crazy this just has been it, yeah and um, I hope it's I just hope that it's on the downward spiral part of it. I really hope that, like, we're getting to the end of it where it's getting better. Yes. Um, But I don't really know. I don't know. I feel like since everybody's out right now, there's just this huge chance of, like, I don't know. We got invited to a party. And I was telling Chris, (laughs) no, we're not going to go to a party on Saturday just because, like, the governor, whatever, said on May 1st that you could— I was like, I don't think a party sounds like a great idea. Yeah.
1: I'm of the mind. If you don't have to. No. Then let's just not. I'm one of the weird people that I don't like people anyway i don't want to be touched i don't want to be hugged i'm not a hugger i i feel weird when people like just hug especially if i don't know them and they're just like i'm a hugger oh my god you're so like so now Cass. you are too and i'm like no what what the heck are you doing you didn't ask me there is no permission here like i don't mind my friends like i'll hug eric all day long <laughs> <laughs> literally all day long of but <laughs> but like even at work, like there's meetings where people are like, well, "I'm a hugger, oh my God, I haven't seen you for a while, and I am um, it's weird, no, don't touch me. first of all, this is a professional setting. don't touch me, yeah, and again, don't touch me, so I don't know, it's weird, so I'm not Hungry. I'm not in a hurry to get back to normal life oh. <laughs> because I am enjoying being away from people,
0: yeah, it has been nice. My schedule is um, you get to work from home, I Get to work every other day. So that's kind of nice. Yes. It's it's different. And also when I go into work, only half of my staff is there. That's good. So, but when you're talking about hugging, you're like Kaz. <laughs> I don't know if you like, there's a part in what we've actually read tonight where like, um, well, that we had to prepare for tonight where he talks about yes. not liking. Yes. Yeah. Where so,
1: he, yes, where he had to be prepared for it.
0: Yep. Mhm. We'll get there, so. Yes.
1: I my whole thing is don't touch me and I do what I want. Those mm. are the two big things. <laughs> you you, you in have my said life.
0: that. That is your quote. I it do is. what I want.
1: Don't touch me and do it. It was actually when I was growing up, it was actually such a big thing with my parents that they made fun of me all the time like even when I was <laughs> sick, I didn't feel good, but the whole thing was don't touch me. Yeah. And my mom would even be like, "Don't touch me. Don't." Touch me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always been a thing. It's nothing new.
0: I'm the same way. Um I'm especially when I'm sick. Which, by the way, thank you guys for everybody that um, gave me like that said sorry that you're sick and hope you get, you get better on our socials because that meant a lot. I was sick for like a week and a half. It was like horrible. And when I'm sick, I don't want to be touched. I just want to be left alone. I can mm-hmm. do everything on my own. Just I'd...
1: crawl in a cave and die.
0: Yep, I literally
1: is all I want to do.
0: <laughs> I don't need anybody's help. No. Nope. mm And, yeah. But, anyways, I'm a lot better now. Um, thank God. I'm going back to work on Monday. Um, part of my sickness, I feel like it was stress-induced, which is crazy. But... It happens. It does. So, anyways, well... Oh, I want to give a shout out to someone that actually is in St. Paul, Minnesota. I want to say hello to Nicole if you are listening.
1: Oh, Nicole. Just since
0: we said St. Paul, you know? I mean, why not?
1: Oh, Missy Girl.
0: Mm-hmm. Love you. So let's just get right on into this. Um, so we kind of started a new part. We yes. St- we started part two, servant and leaver. So we started off with chapter seven, which is Matthias. So, and I just love that. Like, I think the story's written really well, and re- it's really neat how we're getting all these different points of view. What's your man? Matthias, yeah, but he's, <laughs> he is. He's, he's definitely interesting. He's, he's definitely, like right now, you're, I don't know, kind of <laughs> think he's kind of, he's stupid in a way, truthfully, but gorgeous. So, Anyways, let's get you like started. Them? You like the you like the jocks? And yeah, her. that is my thing. <laughs> that is so. We start with Matthias going into depth about his dreams of Nina. Obviously, they mostly end up with him strangling her. But <laughs> Kinky. Uh, yeah, but sometimes, and this is funny, and the bad ones, the ones that he considers are bad, are the ones that he's kissing her. Isn't that weird. Yep. Yeah. Something but Those are
1: the bad ones.
0: Those are the bad ones. He realizes this is a really bad dream that he's having because he can actually smell her this time. He starts to feel pretty ticked off at how he gave up his freedom for her. He hates that he also still loves her. He's just very confused about his feelings towards Nina. Um It's very just back and forth right now.
1: We've all uh, been there.
0: We have, but this is very confusing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a little, a little more dramatic.
0: Exactly. Then he realizes that this is actually not a dream at all. And she is in his cell in Hellgate. So that's crazy. Dun 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 Yep. So he quickly gets Nina on the ground, straddling her, and with his hands around her neck, he begging her to beg for her life. So that's a nice greeting.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen you forever. I miss you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Wow. <laughs> Matthias then gets knocked in his shoulder um, pretty hard that he actually falls over and then is pulled up by the collar of his shirt, and I've got a quote here. A boy wearing a guard's uniform stood before him, dark eyes glittering, a pistol in one hand, a walking stick in the other. Its handle was carved to look like a crow's head with a cruelly pointed beak. Get hold of yourself, Helvar. We're here to break you out. I can do to your leg what I did to your arm, and we can drag you out of here, or you can leave like a man on two feet. End quote. So obviously that's Kaz, and um, so Matthias debates with Kaz how no one pretty much can get out of Hell's Gate. Um, that because I mean he just told him we're gonna get you out, and he's like no. You can't. Like, (laughs) that's not possible. That's not Uh, how this works. But Kaz says, well, tonight they do. Tonight people do get out of Hell's Gate. Kaz explains to him that he will have a mask on so no one will recognize Matthias and that the guards won't be checking the mask because they're going to be too busy. Hmm. What are they going to be too busy about? Well...
1: Twiddling their thumbs.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At that moment, a huge disruption happens coming from the arena. The plan has has been executed and it was to open up the cages of all those dangerous animals. Guards and people are running everywhere outside of his cell. And now I've got another quote to explain what's going on. He looked up at the pale demon with his black gloved hands "'Kaz,' she'd called him. "'Would he lead Matthias out of this nightmare "'or just drag him into another kind of hell? "'Choose, Helvar.' Matthias clasped the boy's hand. "'If this was real and not illusion, "'he'd escape whatever trap these creatures had set for him. "'He heard Nina release a long breath. "'Was she relieved?' Exasperated? He shook his head. He would deal with her later. The little bronze girl swept a cloak around Matthias' shoulders and propped an ugly beaked nose mask on his head. The passageway outside the cell was chaos. Costumed men and women surged past, screaming and pushing each other, trying to get away from the arena. Guards had their guns out, and he could hear shots being fired. He felt dizzy, and his side ached badly. His left arm was still useless. End quote. So, lots of stuff going on. <laughs> it, it really is. Chaos. It, exactly. It, it's chaos. It's chaos. So they actually end up getting Matthias, like, out of Hel- Hell's Gate and actually to a part of an underground tunnel that Matthias has never seen before. And um, before that actually happened, you we read a lot about, like, the craziness of seeing the animals, like, mm-hmm. mauling people and killing people. And it just, like, as if, like, I guess if you went to a zoo and all the cages just <laughs> were open. like
1: I worked at a zoo. That would not be fun.
0: Oh, I bet that'd be Horrifying.
1: Yes, it would not be fun at all if they all just were randomly released.
0: What kind of animals did you work with?
1: Um, I worked with tigers and cougars and cheetahs Ooh. and wow. golden eagles and bald eagles. Um, All kinds of stuff. My, I specialized in um, predatory mammals, so I worked with very large things that would want to kill you.
0: That's pretty cool, though. <laughs>
1: it actually was really cool. I really enjoyed it.
0: Well, that's awesome to have on your resume. I
1: know it is. Like,
0: I mean, that's a cool one because people see that, and I bet they bring that up. Uh huh. They've got to.
1: Yeah.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> so
1: we need the Tiger King.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where are you at, Tiger King? Where are
0: you at? Uh,
1: but he also says that he's that he's really hoping that they didn't release the snakes.
0: Yes. So he's definitely not a Slytherin. No. no. so while he's in this underground tunnel that they're getting him through it he's all of a sudden he can smell salt water and he can hear the ocean he finally started to believe that whoever these people with nina were they really actually were going to get him out of there it he finally believed it they get to the end of the tunnel and are met by a man in a boat dressed as a guard that's jesper Matthias is so confused and stupid at this moment, he actually tries to escape and take over the boat. It doesn't work out at all for him. Kaz then has Nina use her Corporal Kai heart renderer powers to render him unconscious. Because what a a great way to deal with someone that's just being a problem.
1: She's like, gladly.
0: I wish I could do that. I know. If you had... Oh my, could you imagine?
1: See, I don't think we've had this conversation yet, but... Um, when I thought, what would I be if I was Grisha? Like what order would I be yeah. in? I originally was like, oh, I want to be a heart render. That is totally me because I would, if, if anything, I would be a killer. Right. Um, but then as we started reading, I was like, okay, fine. I work with my hands a lot. I would probably be material. Um, but now that I really, really like, <laughs> um, side with Nina on a lot of things and feel Nina that I'm yeah. like, Hey, wait, she is a heart render. Maybe I can be one.
0: There you go. (laughs) I feel you. It goes back and forth. It does.
1: Red or purple? I don't know.
0: We'll see. And like I like ethereal kyes because Mm -hmm. one, they wear blue. It's my favorite color. color.
1: Yes. Purple is my favorite color too. So that's an issue.
0: Well, see there. (laughs) I I just think it'd be neat as working like as a tide maker or something with the water and like or like the wind and stuff like that. That'd be really cool to control. You know, I mean, someone really upsets you and just like be like, They fly away.
1: Yeah. I just want to be like, sleep.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, th- there you go. We'd both figure it out. Good night. <laughs> Good night.
1: So Shh. Don't hug me. Don't touch me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everybody be asleep around you.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Sleeping beauties. So here's a quote from Matthias's perspective when he wakes up from his unconsciousness. In a windowless room draped in black and crimson, Matthias listened silently to the strange words coming out of the pale, freakish boy's mouth. Matthias knew monsters, and one glance at Kaz Brecher had told him this was a creature who had spent too long in the dark. He brought something back with him when he crawled into the light. Matthias could sense it around him. He knew others laughed at fear and superstition, but he trusted his gut. Or he had, until Nina... That had been one of the worst effects of her betrayal, the way he'd been forced to second-guess himself. That doubt had almost been his undoing at Hell's Gate, where instinct was everything. He'd heard Brecker's name in prison and the words associated with him, criminal prodigy, ruthless, amoral. They called him Dirty Hands because there was no sin he would not commit for the right price. And now this demon was talking about breaking into the ice court, about getting Matthias to commit treason? Again, Matthias corrected himself. I'd be committing treason again. End quote. So... He's starting to hear what's going on. He's hearing about the plan. Um, Matthias is tied to a chair at this moment while the others are having this talk about the heist. I mean, so he's just kind of waking up. Matthias automatically says no to being a part of it. He just doesn't want to be a part of this at all. Um, They broke Matthias out of Hell's Gate because he has been to the ice court before. So without him, they would actually be doing this heist blind. So that's why they need him. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, he... He's a good guy to have. So that's going to lead us actually into our first scene. Okay. So we are doing, I, Terry's going to be playing Kaz and I will be playing Matthias. So are you ready, girl?
1: I'm ready.
0: Okay. Okay. So scene one, curtain up. Matthias wanted to laugh. You can't break into the ice court at all. The ice court wasn't an ordinary building. It was a compound, Fjorda's ancient stronghold, home to an unbroken succession of kings and queens, repository of their greatest treasures and most sacred religious relics. It was impenetrable.
1: Come now, Helvar, said the demon. Surely there's something you want. The cause is righteous enough for a zealot like you, Fjorda may think they've caught a dragon by the tail, but they won't be able to hold on. Once Bo Yulbayer replicates his process, Jirdaparam will enter the market, and it's only a matter of time before others learn to manufacture it too.
0: It will never happen. Yulbayer will stand trial, and if he is found guilty, he will be put to death.
1: Guilty of what? Nina asked softly.
0: Crimes against the people.
1: Which people?
0: He could hear the barely leashed anger in her voice. Natural people, Matthias replied. People who live in harmony with the laws of this world instead of twisting them for their own gain.
1: Nina made a kind of exasperated snorting sound. The others just looked amused, smirking at the poor, backward Fjordan. Brum had warned Matthias that the world was full of liars, pleasure seekers, faithless heathens, and there seemed to be a concentration of them in this room. You're being short sighted about this, Helvar, said Brecker. Another team would get to the buyer first. The Shoe. Maybe the Rafkins. All of their all on their own agendas. Border disputes and old rivalries don't matter to the Kirch. All the Merchant Council cares about is trade, and they want to make sure Jurda Perem remains a rumor and nothing more.
0: So leading criminals into the heart of Fjorda to steal a valued prisoner is a patriotic act, Matthias said scornfully.
1: I don't suppose the promise of four million Krug will sway you either.
0: Matthias spat. You can keep your money. Choke on it. Then a thought came to him. Vile, barbaric, but the one thing that might allow him to return to Hellgate with peace in his heart, even if he didn't have a tongue in his head. He tilted back as far as his bonds would permit and focused all his attention on Brecker. I'll make a deal with you. I'm listening. I won't go with you, but I'll give you a plan for the layout of the court. That should at least get you past the first checkpoint.
1: And what will this valuable information cost me?
0: I don't want your money. I'll give you the plans for nothing. It's shame Matthias to say the words, but he spoke them anyway. If you let me kill Nina Zenick,
1: The little bronze girl made a sound of disgust, her contempt for him clear, and the boy at the table stopped doodling, his mouth falling open. Kaz, however, didn't seem surprised. If anything, he looked pleased. Matthias had the uncomfortable sense that the demon had known exactly how this would play out. "'I can give you something better,' said Kaz.
0: "'What could be better than revenge? There's nothing else I want.'
1: "'I can make you a Druskella again.'
0: "'Are you a magician, then? A oh, waye sprite that grants wishes? I'm superstitious, not stupid.'
1: "'You can be both, you know, but that's hardly the point.' Cass slipped a hand into the dark coat. Here, he said, and gave a piece of paper to the bronze girl. Another demon. This one walked with soft feet like she drifted in from the next world and no one had the good sense to send her back. She brought the paper up to his face for him to read.
0: The document was written in Kirch and Furiden. He couldn't read Kirch. He'd only picked up the language in prison. But the Fjordan was clear enough, and as his eyes moved over the page, Matthias's heart started to pound. In light of new evidence, Matthias Benedict Helvar is granted full and immediate pardon for all charges of slave trafficking. He is released on this day, blank, with the apologies of the court and will be provided transport to his homeland or a destination of his choosing with all possible haste in the sincere apologies of this court and the Kirch government. What new evidence?
1: Kaz leaned back in his chair. It seems Nina Zinnik has recanted her statements. She will face charges of perjury.
0: End scene. Ba-boom. So, a lot of stuff in that. Yes. I mean...
1: We learned that Matthias, has, what, he was, what he had an issue with was slave trafficking.
0: Yeah, so, that's, yeah. Because Skella are the people that hate Grisha. Mm-hmm. They're from Fjorda and they pretty much are like witch hunters. Yes. So yeah, there's more to that story. Yes. Um but yeah, so it's pretty it, it's pretty interesting that obviously he does want to kill Nina, um but that he could like get this pardon which would release him from everything. He I don't know, it's pretty interesting. So Matthias then asks how long will Nina be put <laughs> away for perjury and she answers two months. He laughs. He starts to ponder this mission and his freedom. Also the fact of becoming a Druskella again. I mean, that really excites him. Yes. He weighs the pros and cons of this mission. One is he would be working against his own country and the guilt of that. But then he also thinks about the consequences of Jirda getting out into the wrong hands and how much destruction that could do. After a lot of back and forth, he says, I'll do it. I think one main reason is that he keeps rolling around the idea of killing Nina afterwards. Kaz has Matthias untied and introduces him to the whole crew. And here's a quote. I believe you know Nina... Brecker continued. The lovely girl freeing you is Inej, our thief of secrets and the best in the trade. Jesper Faye is our sharpshooter, Zemini born, but try not to hold it against him. And this is Wyland, best demolitions expert in the barrel. End quote. I just like that because it just introduces everybody. Yeah. And I'm it's just
1: like, and around the room.
0: It is. And it's just like, we're getting to know these characters now. Yes. It's not so confusing. Mm hmm. Um, The group starts commenting how Weiland is not that experienced, and they should have picked this other person named Roski or something. Um, (laughs) Or something. Yeah. Kaz shuts down the argument like this. Here's the quote. Besides, Weiland isn't just good with the Flint and Fuzz. He's our insurance. Against what? asked Nina. Meet Wylan Van Eck, said Kaz Brecker, as the boy's cheeks flooded crimson. Jean Van Eck's son, and our guarantee on thirty million Krug. End quote end chapter. Yes. So yeah, that's a good good insurance policy. Um, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> the person that um has got you that says they're gonna pay you this amount of money if you do it. Um may, just having his son uh-huh. be a part of that mission. <laughs> exactly. Which it sounds. It is
1: good insurance. It is. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, so you're doing chapter eight.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. uh, chapter eight. We switch to Jasper.
0: Oh, Jasper. Yes, Jasper.
1: He is not a friendly ghost.
0: <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so we know Wyland is Councilman Vanek's kid, and Jasper, of course, is upset because Kaz once again held information back from him. Uh, Weiland himself is surprised that Kaz knew, apparently, that he had not said anything. Yeah. Uh, He thinks that he's around because he's good at demo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kaz replies, nope, you're good at hostage. (laughs) Uh, Jesper would rather take the other guy uh, because he says that Weiland isn't their kind of people because he's privileged. He's never been mugged. He's never picked a lock. He's never been beat up. Another reason why Weiland is there is because he has been to the ice courts. And because he's privileged, he's had art lessons and is good at sketching. Um, And he can back up Matthias's depiction as well. So it's good to kind of have like compare notes. Absolutely. Um, Matthias starts describing the ice court while Weiland sketches. He says it looks like rings of a tree with ring walls in three sections. It's on high cliffs that are impossible to climb. Yeah. And the Northern Road is the only way in or out.
0: And Jesper says, it looks like a cake. <laughs> yes.
1: Be- he, he he looked at um
0: the drawing, uh, the drawing and yeah, he was like, that looks more like, like a cake. cake.
1: And he's like, well, it kind of is because yeah. it's up on a little, little thing. But that kind of gets a picture in your mind of just yeah. this like isolated thing, this fortress up on these giant dangerous cliffs.
0: And it's freezing cold. Yes. Like in like... Really far up north, it's freezing. And the cool thing is, there's actually like um a map of this in your book. If you haven't yes. seen it, so
1: yeah, Eric had to tell me about that because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like jump straight to the action straight kind of person. <laughs> I'm not like let's look through the pages. I always
0: look through the beginning because I always well, love it's good maps. that one
1: of us does.
0: Maps are my favorite thing, like about books. Like I love it. Like I love imaginary maps. They're just so cool. Because well, it kind of gives you the layout. Yeah, of, yeah. makes the world real.
1: I I understand. I'm just, uh, I get too much of a hurry.
0: I get it, girl. Well, that's okay. (laughs) I'll slow you down. I'll show you the maps.
1: Oh, good. (laughs) So there's two checkpoints uh, because it's harder to coerce two guards than just the one. The two sector, or the three sectors are the prison, the Druskela facilities, and the embassy. The prison gate is always functioning. The other two are on like an unknown nightly schedule. No one knows what is going to be up?
0: Smart security.
1: Yes. There's always four guards on duty, and the gates weigh thousands of pounds and only operational from the inside. Sounds- How are we feeling about this, y'all? Because <laughs> it- I don't think we're getting in.
0: I'd be out. I'd be like, uh-uh. This sounds <laughs> like a death trap.
1: Exactly. It just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. <laughs> Matias says that Bo Bayer will be in the prison section, more specifically... Healy's going to be in the most secure part. It's called the White Island in the center of the ice moat. No, thank you. Sounds pretty. It's (laughs) wild and cold. Yeah. It's watched from multiple guard towers and a clock tower. Mm. The moat is completely impassable except for one glass bridge. So now I'm getting like frozen Frozen images. (laughs) The snow. Yeah, that's wonderful. Clothes. White. Okay, um,
0: I really like that. I really do.
1: <laughs> That's all I'm picturing in my head now. It's just like white and ice everywhere.
0: Oh, have you seen Frozen 2? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love That's when cute. she sings her big belting song and like oh. has fun with all that snow and yeah. all these things. Like, oh, it's a moment. You just gave me some really good visuals right now. <laughs> well, good. So I'm, I'm I'm glad I could year. do that
1: for you. <laughs> <laughs> so Nina brings up that hinkral hink.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Rinkala.
0: There you go. Rinkala. Hey, girl. Is coming. Whatever. That is that coming. Okay, that's coming. That's coming.
1: It's a day of listening. Sounds when like the, a
0: disease. So.
1: To me, it kind of sounds like gala. Like gala. Right. Like a party. Well. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're on the yes, right track, man.
1: I am. It's a day of listening when the new Driskella are initiated on the White Island. Convenient.
0: Interesting. <laughs> Okay.
1: There will be entertainment actors and dancers and comedy people and <laughs> special people from the staves.
0: Yeah. You got it. Yeah. I think that's funny. I don't know I...
1: what to call them. Ladies of the night.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, they seem to be pretty big in Ketterdam. Yes. So it's, it's a... like
1: Amsterdam, Ketterdam. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Red
0: District. Uh, yes. E- exactly. Yeah. I think it's funny that they added comedians in there because I just Uh like I imagine like what that (laughs) just imagine (laughs) a comedian like
1: we're in a like terrible place of the world
0: in front of all these (laughs) Fjordans that like hate like Grisha and just are very like and just (laughs)
1: hey what's the deal with this ice moat
0: right (laughs) 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 trying to get them to laugh (laughs) I could just imagine the jokes he has like I couldn't I don't know it's fine I
1: don't I have no idea
0: little things like that come out to me so I'm just like what? Yes. Okay. Anyways, okay, so let's go on. So there's a big party. Yes.
1: <laughs> so we learn in the middle of all this that the Druskela actually live like monks. Matthias says, a good time needn't involve wine and flesh. Ooh. On my second reading, I realized that he meant flesh, flesh, like, yep. like touching bodies. Yeah. I thought the first time I read through it that, he, <laughs> that it was eating meat.
0: <laughs> but of course, course you like, would think that.
1: And I was like, oh, oh, no, he meant <laughs> intimate touching.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and see, then Ugh. when you think about Nina.
1: Yes. So uh-huh.
0: it's just. It they really are
1: total opposite. Op- yes.
0: It brings a- It's neat. So. <laughs> OK.
1: Nina says that the embassy gate will have to be open during this time. And maybe they can just walk in with the performers. And this is happening in exactly two weeks.
0: Ooh. Clock's Again, ticking. Convenient. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Inej brings up that they'll need most of a week for travel. There's no time to secure documents of quality. And Kaz is like, um, we're not going to the embassy. Always hit where the mark isn't looking. And Wyland says, who's Mark?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love Wyland. He's so cute.
1: <laughs> He's like this little young, naive thing that's just He that's is.
0: Cute. I don't even think we've had a chapter on his perspective yet. No. Yeah. No,
1: this is the first time he's emerged because they did like the around the room and they're like, oh yeah, That's there's right. this rich boy.
0: Yep. Rich boy. Okay. So
1: then this leads me to a quote that I have Ooh. just because I thought it was funny. Kaz lean back. What's the easiest way to steal a man's wallet? Knife to the throat, asked Dinesh. Gun to the back, asked Jesper. Poison in his cup, suggested Nina. <laughs> you're all horrible, said Matthias. <laughs> Gaz rolled his eyes. The easiest way to steal a man's wallet is to tell him you're going to steal his watch. You take his attention and direct it where you want to go. <laughs> Ring Kala is going to do that job for us. The ice court will have to divert resources to monitoring guests and protecting the royal family. They can't be looking everywhere at once. It's the perfect opportunity to spring Bo, you'll buyer. Kaz pointed to the prison gate in the ring wall. Remember what I told you at Hellgate, Nina? It's hard to keep track of all your wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> at the prison, they don't care about who's coming in, just anyone trying to get out. His gloved finger slid sideways to the next sector. At the embassy, they won't care who's going out. They'll just be focused on who's trying to get in. We enter through the prison and leave through the embassy. End quote.
0: That, I just think that's it's pretty brilliant. It is. Honestly.
1: It is. So what we find out when he's saying we enter through the prison is he's saying they're going to enter exactly what they are as criminals.
0: That's so cool.
1: Because part of the privilege of being a criminal is that you kind of slide through. Yeah. So he's actually suggesting that they are going to walk in. He says they'll be counting heads at the prison gate looking at names and crimes, not checking passports or examining embassy seals. True. They're literally worried about just getting heads through the gate. Exactly. Like they're not going to be like, checking everybody because no one's going to want to go Ex- into prison. <laughs> exactly.
0: No one's like, oh my gosh, is this like, I mean, half off like day or something? Can I bring the kids? Girls, kid? girls, girls, <laughs> Let's go to the ice court.
1: <laughs> prison, yeah.
0: I've got this cute outfit. Oh my
1: god, It's got some stripes. It's a cute little jumper. <laughs> it's orange. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: sorry. <laughs> it's a cute little jumper. <laughs> it is. It is a cute I little it jumper. I bought off Wish.
1: Um, <sighs> So <laughs> Nina's like, oh, excuse me, what the heck are you talking about? And I don't want to go to prison. And he has two slender rods of metal, Kaz does, and he was like, let me take care of the cells. So I guess he's going to pick some locks again.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, and he was given a code word to say to Buyer, to for him to know to trust them and know they were sent by the kirch. Seshwe.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, because...
1: It means heartsick. I'm not quite sure like what
0: why they pick that.
1: I don't know if it comes out later. Um
0: Well I I don't know either. But I don't
1: know what the significance of that is.
0: Well, because that wouldn't be easy to slide into a I mean I don't know. I guess sometimes when I think of like a code word, I think of you just kinda like sliding it into a conversation. But yes, I guess but it can't be too obvious. It can't yeah, so I mean, I can't think of a sentence that you would need to use that in. Just I'm gonna randomly. say
1: sexually all the time now.
0: Well yeah, seshway this, seshway that. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe a new curse word? I don't know.
0: Girl, you better seshway that walk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Seshway you stay. Seshway. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So <laughs> they all start to feel a little better about the plan. Um, Desper describes the room having a fizzing mix of fear and excitement. And at the end of the chapter, Inej looks at the sketch and says, it really does look like the rings of the tree. Kaz says, nope, it looks like a target. True. And that is the end well, of chapter eight.
0: Oof. Moving on. Yeah, moving right on into chapter nine where we're in. This is Kaz, Kaz's perspective. So Kaz tells everyone to be ready to set sail by tomorrow so that they don't miss their best opportunity to get Bo Bayer during the Rinkala festivities. Unfortunately, since they are leaving so soon, this does put them at greater risk. They won't be able to bring as many weapons and tools that I guess they would normally bring on a heist. So it's going to make things a little bit more challenging, I'm guessing. Um, Kaz sends Jesper and Wyland to buy ammunition and explosives. He tells them both to watch out for one another. Jesper to make sure Wyland doesn't go and get involved with his father and Wyland to make sure that Jesper doesn't go spend all the Krug on gambling. Yep. I lo- Jesper's so, oh, yeah, I love Jesper.
1: He needs some, He's he needs an intervention.
0: Have you seen the pic? I think I've, I'll have yes. to show you. Yeah, the yep. pictures. he's cute. Kaz tells them that uh, if, if this works out the way he thinks it will, that they will have to enter the ice court empty-handed. Inej isn't too excited about hearing that because she's like, oh my gosh, I can't have my knives. Kaz is the same way. He can't have his cane. He gives Krug also to Nina for supplies for her tailoring kit and Inej to go buy some winter supplies. The plan is for Matthias to stay locked up in the room at the Crow Club while all this is going on, while they all go do this and get ready. They all will be sleeping there until they depart. If anyone asks... They are to tell them that they are working with Kaz at a country home outside the city. No one is to know they're leaving Kirch. He ain't leaving the country. Don't tell nobody.
1: We're just going on a vacation.
0: Yep. All of us. <laughs> Kaz asks Wyland if he knows anything about his father's trading company, but unfortunately Wyland doesn't know anything. Doesn't seem like anybody really pays much attention to Wyland, including his father. The crew all begin to leave when Matthias says he wants to speak to Kaz alone. So that brings us to scene two, where Terry's going to be playing Kaz again. And guess what? I'm going to be playing Matthias. Okay, so curtain up.
1: Go on, Wraith, he said. Shut the door behind you.
0: As soon as the door clicked shut, Matthias lunged for him.
1: Kaz let it happen. He'd been expecting it.
0: Matthias clamped one filthy hand over Kaz's mouth.
1: The sensation of skin on skin set off a riot of revulsion in Kaz's head. But because he'd been anticipating the attack, he'd managed to control the sickness that overcame him.
0: Matthias's other hand rooted around in Kaz's coat pockets, first one, then the other. Feristiae? He grunted angrily in Fjordin, then, Where is it in Kerch?
1: Kaz gave Helvar another moment of frenzied searching, then dropped his elbow and jabbed forward, forcing Helvar to loosen his grip. Kaz slipped away easily. He smacked Helvar behind the leg with his cane.
0: The big Fjordin collapsed. When he tried to shove up again, Kaz kicked him.
1: Stay down, you pathetic skiv.
0: Again, Helvar tried to rise. He was fast and prison had made him strong.
1: Kaz cracked him hard on the jaw, then gave the pressure points at Helvar's huge shoulders two lightning-quick jabs with the tip of his cane.
0: The Fjordin grunted as his arms went limp and useless at his sides.
1: Kaz flipped the cane in his hand and pressed the carved crow's head against Helvar's throat. Move again, and I'll smash your jaw so badly you'll be drinking your meals for the rest of your life.
0: The Fjordin stilled, his blue eyes alight with hate. "'Where is the pardon?' Helvar growled. "'I saw you put it in your pocket!'
1: Kaz crouched down beside him and produced the folded document from a pocket that had seemed empty just a moment before. This? The Fjordan flopped his useless arms, then released a low animal growl as Kaz made the pardon vanish in thin air. It reappeared between his fingers. He turned it once, flashing the text, then ran his hand over it and showed Helvar the seemingly blank page.
0: Demon, muttered Helvar.
1: Kaz didn't speak Fjerdin, but the word he knew. Demon. Hmm. Hardly, he'd learned sleight of hand at the card sharks and monte runners at East Stave and spent hours practicing it in front of a muddy mirror he'd bought with his first week's pay. Kaz knocked his cane gently against Helvar's jar. Jaw. for every trick you've seen, I know a thousand more. You think a year in Hellgate hardened you up, taught you to fight? Hellgate would have been paradise to me as a child. You move like an ox. You'd last about two days on the streets where I grew up. This was your one free pass, Helvar. Don't test me again. Nod so I know you understand.
0: Helvar pressed his lips together and nodded once.
1: Good. I think we'll shackle those feet tonight. Kaz Rose snatched his new hat from the desk where he'd left it and gave the Fjordan one last kick to the kidneys for good measure. Sometimes, the big ones didn't know when to stay down.
0: End scene. So that was pretty violent
1: it was violent. It was kind of cool though
0: yeah it was got it's our first time really doing like one of those like i don't know a fighting scene
1: well yeah because to me um matthias is like this big strong guy who's been in prison and beating up wolves and it just took kaz yeah. just like whack
0: yeah because <laughs> Ka- kaz is a skinny tall lanky but he's just he knows someone... what to do he is So that's the end of that scene, and that's actually the end of the chapter. Um, Now, we would like to take a moment um, to hear from our sponsor. We are very grateful to have their support, and we also love to be able to support them.
1: And it is such a great cause. It is something we can really get behind. Let's hear. Do you or someone you know and love have an addiction to Jordapurim? Amplifying your Grisha powers with Jurta Parim is dangerous and is known to rapidly weaken the body of a Grisha. This addiction can lead to serious illness or death. There are no known antidotes. This does not have to be your fate, and you are not alone. Call the Jurta Treatment Centers today for a free consultation. At the Jurta Treatment Centers, we take the individual needs of our clients seriously. Not only do we focus on intensive, individualized therapeutic care, but we show our clients how to live a life of recovery once treatment has ended. Our inpatient and outpatient services are designed to break your addiction safely, quickly, and without long-lasting effects. Call us today at 1-800-JERDA-FREE and begin your new life, jerda PERM free
0: Ah, oh, wow.
1: Inspiring.
0: It really is. And just to know, I mean, we've... That's out there just in case.
1: Please, if you know somebody, please pass that along.
0: Please do. So let's keep reading about it. (laughs) So let's see how it goes. So, yeah, so you got doing chapter 10, right? Chapter 10, Anej. Okay.
1: Okay. So Anej and Kaz get into a little back and forth where Kaz basically says, and I'm paraphrasing, I need your skills, not you. You're the best spider crawler, but you're not the only one, and you do well to remember that if you want your money.
0: Wow. Hurtful. Like, yeah. Hurtful,
1: because we know from past chapters that she's got a little thing for him. Yeah. And that has got to hurt.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Uh, So she was she's rightfully just upset about this and starts thinking about why she even sticks around. She could go find her family who was in Ravka during the Civil War. I wanted to bring that up because... Hey.
0: It's a flashback. History. Yeah, for us. But
1: yeah. then that would mean walking out on her debt to the dregs. We remember that Kaz yep. and Per Haskell had paid off her indenture. And if she stuck around and got her money from the heist, she could actually pay them back and peace out. There you so go. So that is kind of her reason for staying now. She can get that money, and she said it would be more than enough. So she would still have some left over for herself.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of money.
1: Uh, th- she starts th- thinking about her father, and there's some really cool imagery there about how there he is. was like a great loving partner to her mother and he says to her someday I'm sorry I love this quote someday you'll meet a boy who will learn your favorite flower your favorite song your favorite sweet and even if he is too poor to give you any of them it won't matter because he will have taken the time to know you as no one else does only that boy earns your heart
0: I am not even I love kidding that right now girl so I had that like I don't like, I mean, you did the chapter, but I still like yes. put that in my notes in case you didn't because it was so beautiful. That exact thing you just yes. read. I loved it.
1: So, that, you, is, oh. that is like for anybody that is having issues yes. in relationships or issues being single, mm-hmm. this is the truth.
0: Yeah, it is. It's not
1: about the person that brings you all these things no. and spends all this money on you and whatever. That's not it. It's mm-hmm. a, it, you have to find somebody that knows you. And a lot of times it's people that know you better than you know yourself.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's so beautiful. So
1: hold on. And that's what you want.
0: Exactly. Take this quote and put this on your fridge. Yes. You got it.
1: This is the inspiration. And take out you can take out boy and just put person.
0: Yep. Any because gender. it's the same. Hmm. Emotional. I know. It was beautifully written.
1: So she doesn't have anyone like that, especially since she's been in no. the staves. Yeah, She's out looking for the stuff on Kaz's list, walking the West stave alone. We learn about the menagerie, um, how it looked like a cage, and all the girls were animal names, and Suli's were lynx. Okay. A hand grabs her arm quickly, and they say... Hello, little links. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Tante Helene.
0: Tante Helene. Tante yeah.
1: Helene. Um, she is the mistress, if you will, of the menagerie.
0: Yeah, like the madam, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, the head.
1: Yeah, the one who...
0: Controls all of it.
1: She who rules. Yeah. Um, She freaks Inej out. Inej is just... She's so upset by this because it brings back all of her past. Um, but... They she finally lets her go and says that you will wear my silks again.
0: That's horrifying,
1: it is. So, we know that she, I guess, was used to work there. Well, yes, she used to work there, and that, um, I guess she brought in a lot of money and that she was because you know this, uh,
0: she wants her back,
1: madam wants her back. Um, yeah. and she, she says like she can wait, so that's uh, uh, a little frightening, yeah. And then also because she's so freaked out, we know that she's been through a lot. Like yeah, things tra- went down.
0: There like there's some trauma there. Yeah. For sure.
1: So to make herself feel better, she pulls out all of her daggers and I put this in here because again, it's a little nod. Girl to
0: <laughs> You and I think so much alike. We I do, love this. We do. It's the same thing I wanted.
1: So and we also know that she's religious spiritual as well. Yes. So Sanct Peter, renowned for his bravery on the right, the slender bone handled blade she'd named for Sancta Alina. On the left, mm-hmm. she recited the names of her other knives to Sancta Maria and Sancta Anastasia, strapped to her thighs, Sancta Vladimir, hidden in her boot, and Sancta Elizabeth snug s- at her belt, the blade etched in a batten of roses. Protect me, protect me. She had to believe her saint, saw and understood the thing she did to survive. So she's bringing I love it. Sancta Alina along with her.
0: And all these other saints. I- she's
1: praying to them. I just, uh, it's just oh. yeah. We're 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 full circle here.
0: I'm just amazed that every single thing that like <laughs> I seriously just said cuz like I, I love this part. You are, you you got it. I'm just like, "Oh my god, that's a it, it's the same thing cuz that's such a cool part." It is. Cuz I love the history part of it because the different saints and like we're learning about them. Anyways, yes. Cool.
1: So, she takes off in a jog to the docks where the rest are waiting to get on the boat still. Thinking of the run in with Tanta Helene, um, everyone's dressed like Kurt Trappers, and she notices that there are some missing just as she steps on something squishy.
0: Uh, what is that?
1: It was Derek's oh, so. who was supposed to go on the trip with them. He's got a knife in his tummy.
0: Oh, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His, his his eyes are a little glassy. Yes, they're they're, they're little, open. They uh, ain't like fidgeting. Yeah, that's,
1: yeah, The the image.
0: He's gone. That
1: she stepped on something squishy, and there's a knife, in his eyes. The whole thing was kind of. So she she yells out, you know, Cas, yes! and then, Phew! the schooner explodes, and Nez falls down, and the docks are just up in flames, and end a- chapter. End of
0: cha- yeah, so, and this this part just picks it up. We're going to go right on into Chapter 11. This is from Jesper's eyes. So this is just—I love this because the next couple chapters, it's just its the same thing, just seen through different people, but you're getting more of the story. So we open this chapter with Jesper taking cover behind a crate, shooting his one-of-a-kind Zemini revolvers that could shoot six shots without having to reload. Here's a quote Kaz had warned them to anticipate competition, other teams bent on gaining the prize at any cost, but this was early in the job for things to be going so badly. They were surrounded, at least one man down, a burning ship at their backs, they'd lost their transportation to Fjorda, and if the shots raining down on them were any indication, they were seriously outnumbered. He supposed it could have been worse. They could have been on the boat when it exploded, end quote. So, yes, they, they're, they're doing this supposedly like it's at nighttime and it's secret. Like, I mean, I'm yes. no supposed to know, but all of a sudden, like that ship blows up and then they've got all these bullets going on. So, Jesper... Oh, he, he looks over and he sees Wylan just curled up on the dock with his hands over <laughs> his head. um, Like, so it, just imagine this poor little boy, like
1: who's and, never even been mugged.
0: Right. He's just. Yeah. He and all this gunfire is going off. So Jasper just he runs and grabs him and brings him in like undercover, kind of poor Wylan. And <laughs> I, I think about this because that would totally be me i hate to admit it but that would have i would totally be wyland in this situation if i was like in that i hate to admit that but that yeah i would be that poor little boy just like freaking out oh god i know so um jesper asks wyland if he's ever shot a gun before and wyland says skeet (laughs) uh jesper's response just makes me laugh um Jesper says, great, this is just like shooting clay pigeons, but they make a different sound Ew. when you hit one. <laughs> End quote. Ew. So Kaz then comes along and tells Jesper that they need to make it over to birth 22 and board. That's where the real Fairland is. So that was the name of their schooner or ship that they're going to be getting on. So Kaz was prepared for this. Um, it, he set up this decoy. So th- the ship that blew up was a decoy. So they actually still, like, that's just crazy that Kaz, like, thought about that. And also, like, I mean, was very secretive about it, told his people to, like, go to that ship, so anyways, Jesper and Weiland, um start making their way to birth 22 while shots are still being fired. When Jesper takes cover for a moment, he turns and sees that Nina and Matthias are at a disadvantage. Nina luckily uses her corporal Kai powers and kills a man coming at them. Matthias's hands are still bound together. However, Nina ends up taking a blade and cutting them, um, um, taking the bindings off, um, and hands him a gun and tells him to protect himself, which, I mean...
1: Yeah, I wouldn't think Nino was at a disadvantage.
0: Yeah, and it's just, it's very interesting. I mean, these two, they, like, seem like they hate each other, but they're together, mm-hmm. and now they're in a life-threatening situation where you've only got one another, really, because, I mean, yes. everybody else is around, but they're not with them. So, anyways, Jesper and Wyland make it to the real the real ship, Fairland, that's what I'm calling it, by the way. Um, I Fairland. hope that's right. Yeah, Jesper starts to climb to the crow's nest because he believes because he's a sharpshooter, so he wants to get up higher so he can shoot and help 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 everybody. And leaves Wyland down below. Jesper ends up getting shot in the leg. Uh, he sees Matthias and Nina trying to make it to the boat, but there are ten or more men in their way. So that's a lot of people for them to get through. So Wyland at this just at this moment while jesper's like gotten shot he's seeing all this chaos is just yelling at jesper like jesper jesper and while um and jesper's just like what (laughs) like what do you want and is thinking this kid is like just such an idiot and like what he's trying to ignore him so here's the quote damn it wyland yes there there was a there was a shrill shrieking howl. i'm sorry Hold on. I forgot something. Um, Jesper, um, Wylan, finally, when he gets a hold of Jesper, he tells him, you need to close your eyes. And Jesper's like, what? That is so stupid. Why do I need to do that? Okay, now I'll get b- 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 my quote. <laughs> Thank you for your pause, everyone. Thank you for dealing with me. Um, so anyways, damn it, Wylan. Yes, there, there was a shrill, shrieking howl, and then bright light loomed behind Jesper's lids. When it faded, he opened his eyes. Below, he saw men blundering around, rendered blind by the flash bomb Wylan had set off. But Jesper could see perfectly. Not bad for a merchers kid, he thought for, to himself, an open fire. End quote.
1: Demo, explosion.
0: Yeah, so go Wylan. He you did know, a
1: thing. He did a
0: thing. He did a do. He did, so proud of him. Hey, good job. Mm-hmm. So- Moving on into... Chapter
1: 12. Yeah. Inej. Okay. So she, as she was falling back, she tumbled gracefully, if you remember a couple chapters back, and she ran up the uh, cargo crates. From up there, she can see that the dregs are outnumbered, and it's clear that someone leaked. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. said everything... (laughs)
0: Excuse me, I need a little coffee. (laughs) You almost leaked your coffee. I did.
1: Um, So Kaz is saying that everything leaks, and clearly it did. Yeah. She leapt down where two men were firing at Nina and slit their throats. Good job. And she checked for tattoos, and this guy has a hand with its first two fingers cut off at the knuckle. Mm. Those are the black tips.
0: Ooh. So those are the people from the beginning. Yes. Yeah.
1: She took down a few more people and sees another tattoo. Five birds in a wedge formation. Those peeps are razor gulls.
0: Ah, so it's two different gangs.
1: Yes, we have several gangs here. Wow. After taking on a few more people, she's just going on a killing spree. <laughs> she's good. She feels a sharp pain beneath her arm and her side, and she sees Uman, who is Giel's enforcer.
0: Yeah, he was from that very beginning yes. chapter.
1: He is known for crushing skulls with his bare hand.
0: That's a lot of strength. It is. And that's scary to think about the man that can do that.
1: Yes, what does he look like? How big are his hands?
0: I picture the guy from Game of Thrones. Yeah, the Mountain? Yes.
1: Yeah. That's, that's what I picture. Terrifying. That's that guy horror. is actually really huge in real life too. He is. Yeah. yeah.
0: He's like the largest man in the world, I think. It's something he's, like yeah, I don't know. he's like He is giant. He is giant. And he's like married like I'm not even kidding. I saw this. Like he's married to this itty bitty little girl, <laughs> and he's like this actually like this huge mountain. Yeah. Gosh, could you imagine that? Like your husband being just like or whoever, just whoever you're with, but them being like massive and you just being so much smaller.
1: That'd be weird. It's
0: kind of cute in a way.
1: You'd feel protected.
0: Yeah, you would definitely feel protected at you'd all feel, times. You feel
1: like a woman.
0: But Uman is definitely none of these things. Nope. He is a horrible person. Yes, very bad. So.
1: So he throws her down and twists the knife. In her side. And even with all that going on and all that pain, she's sassy.
0: Of course she is, because she's a nej.
1: <laughs> she just looks at him and is like, you should have aimed higher. You missed my heart. Boom. Then says, hey, you know the secret to fighting a scorpion? Never take your eyes off its tail. And with that, she crossed her ankles, blades shoot out of her knees, and she knees this guy in the crotch.
0: See, that's awesome. The, it's the surprise. It is. Yeah, the element of surprise. Bring, Always and, be prepared. And then also, like, I mean, these great, like, quotes that they just think of while, like, you're fighting. Yes. I mean. It would I, not that be me. Mean, no, that, <laughs> I would never be able to deliver such a cool line. No. Um, I'm
1: a quiet person anyway. And if something, like, is going on, I'm not talking. Like, I would be completely silent.
0: No. Y- yes, I agree. My brain would just be, like, everywhere else. I couldn't think. I always think of like funny or like good <laughs> things to say after the fact oh, in situations. Yes,
1: uh-huh.
0: that is me constantly.
1: I don't really do that, but I, I'm just a quiet person anyway. Not re- I don't know if I want to say quiet. I'm just not a sharer.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a good joke teller. I do not know joke. I, I mean, I could try to tell you a joke, and then like I forget half of it, and then I have to go. Kind of like you've seen in this, where like I ha- I even have written notes and then like forgot <laughs> to say something that was just right there on the screen. So the eh, whole thing with jokes with me either. is
1: that like people think that I'm funny, but, but I'm not... really being mean <laughs> and they think that I'm just being funny. So they're like, oh, it's so funny. And I'm, what? What's so funny? That's... I'm OK. Yep. That was funny.
0: But see, that's the best part <laughs> about you. It's that mean girl, which is, like a, I mean, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm saying that from the heart. Like, really? But, there
1: There's but. There are certain times in your life where you try to be a better person, and then there's a point in your life when you get to be the age that I am, and you're like, this is just me. And that's okay.
0: That is. <laughs> I'm
1: just going to love myself and all my mean girlness.
0: The most important person <laughs> in your life should be you, girl. It is. It, I love
1: myself and all
0: my meanness. You do what you want.
1: It's, yes, thank you.
0: hmm
1: That's why we're friends.
0: <laughs> this is. <laughs> so moving on the
1: giant guy is just laying on the ground now bleeding from the pee pee and she tries to climb up to see what's happening but the wound in her side is just too much there are men after her telling her to come on down and she tries to move but she just can't and she thinks that there are worse places to die but she'd had a worthy fight It's open air, and she's with her own blades. Wow. She pretty much just sets her mind to death. And (laughs) this leads into scene three.
0: Oh, yeah. So, and in this one, what a surprise. Terry's (laughs) going to be playing Kaz, (laughs) but I'm going to be playing Inej. Heck yeah, girl. I'm excited. So, okay. I'm guessing you're ready, girl. I am. Okay. So, curtain up. A hand seized her ankle. They'd climbed the crates. Why hadn't she heard them? Was she that far gone? They had her. Someone was turning her onto her back. She slid the dagger from the sheath at her wrist. In the barrel, a blade this sharp was known as kind steel. It meant a quick death. Better that than torture at the mercy of the black tips or the razor gulls. May the saints receive me. She pressed the tip beneath her breast, between her ribs, an arrow to her heart. Then a hand gripped her wrist painfully, forcing her to drop the blade.
1: Not just yet, Inej.
0: The rasp of stone on stone. Her eyes flew open. Kaz.
1: He bundled her into his arms and leapt down the crates, landing roughly his bad leg buckling.
0: She moaned as they hit the ground. Did we win?
1: I'm here, aren't I?
0: He must be running. Her body jounced painfully against his chest with every lurching step. He couldn't carry her and use his cane. I—I I don't want to die.
1: I'll do my best to make other arrangements for you.
0: She closed her eyes.
1: Keep talking, Ray. Don't slip away from me.
0: But it's what I do best.
1: He clutched her tighter. Just make it to the schooner. Open your damn eyes, Inej.
0: She tried. Her vision was blurring, but she could make out a pale, shiny scar on Kaz's neck, right beneath his jaw. She remembered the first time she'd seen him at the menagerie. He paid Tanta Helene for information, stock tips, political pillow talk, anything the menagerie clients blabbed about when drunk or giddy on bliss. He never visited Helene's girls, though plenty would have been happy to take him up to their rooms. They claimed he gave them the shivers, that his hands were permanently stained with blood beneath those black gloves, but she'd recognized the eagerness in their voices and the way they tracked him with their eyes. One night, as he'd passed her in the parlor, she'd done a foolish thing, a reckless thing. I can help you, she'd whispered. He glanced at her, then proceeded on his way as if she'd said nothing at all. The next morning, she'd been called to Tanta Helene's parlor. She'd been sure another beating was coming, or worse. But instead, Kaz Brecher had been standing there, leaning on his crow head cane, waiting to change her life. I can help you, she said now. Help me with what? She couldn't remember. There was something she was supposed to tell him. It didn't matter anymore.
1: Talk to me, Wraith.
0: You came back for me.
1: I protect my investments.
0: Investments? I'm glad I'm bleeding all over your shirt.
1: I'll put it on your tab.
0: Now she remembered. He he owed her an apology. Say you're sorry. For what? Just say it. She didn't hear his reply. The world had grown very dark indeed. End scene. Ooh, the,
1: it's a little little sweet moment between the two.
0: It is. It's it's sad, but it's also like, I mean, it, it's our first time kind of seeing, I don't know, Kaz care. I, f- I mean, like, I know that he cares, but there's just... They're,
1: yes, it's hard to, like, from Inez's side, she would want to think that it's caring for her. Right. And on Kaz's side, we might see that there's a little bit of difference that it is that, you know, he paid for her and she works for him and she's part of the team. So he has to make sure that she's okay. Um so it's a little I think the truth is somewhere in between. Yeah. As usual. There's always two sides and the truth is somewhere in between.
0: Yeah, because I feel like Kaz just like puts on like we're seeing that, like, I mean, he, when he walks into a room, he doesn't have anything that looks like it can, like, he's, like, he's just this huge, he's this big person, big personality, I mean, and, like, he's just, he's stern, but, like, and he doesn't want anybody to think he can crack. So I think almost he also, like, has, I don't know, we're, we're trying to, everybody's got, is vulnerable. Yes. And we haven't really found any of his yet. Mm-hmm. We know, like, we know there's something going on with the hands and the gloves. You know, like, I mean, I don't know. So I feel like this is almost like a reach out and like. It's and we inter- also
1: know that there is nothing wrong with his hands.
0: Right. I mean, they're there. But
1: this reminded me of Les Mis. Really? Yes. The um, rain makes the flowers grow.
0: Okay. Because you love this. I do. I, I do- love,
1: I love, 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 love Les Mis. Um, so when Eponine is dying oh. and she's like madly in love with Marius. And Marius doesn't love her back. They're like friends, but he's in love with someone else. But she goes to like, you know, talk to him on the the barricade and she gets shot and she like dies in his arms and he's like talking to her and, and she's like, everything's perfectly fine. This is exactly how I want to go.
0: Oh, is that at the end? No. Okay. No. (laughs) Well, no, I remember not.
1: (laughs) You'll have to watch it again. But no, that's what it kind of reminded me of is that it's like if I had to die in anyone's arms, at least I'm in yours. Oh, no.
0: You should ask Chris about Les Mis. <laughs> that movie. <laughs> do I want to do that? Um, well, am I
1: going to hear some things?
0: <laughs> I um. I have this. It's part of my personality when there's like a movie I really want to see. And it comes out like on a day that like I have to see it that day, and I really wanted to see that movie.
1: And let's just say I'm not (laughs) a fan of musicals. You don't say.
0: Well, he first and like I didn't know much about Les Mis to begin with. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry.
1: Hello, Uh, theater nerd.
0: God, I know. Uh, well, I just, I never, like, when we were in high school, that was one of the huge plays. It was, like, right up there next to, like, Phantom. And, like, I just never got the chance to go see it. I
1: saw it on Broadway in New well, York
0: City. So, I didn't know the, like, I knew some of the songs from it, but I didn't know anything about it. So, Chris asked me, like, is there going to be singing in it? I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah, there's going to be some singing in it. He said some. A some. Little. Because, you know, <laughs> I, thought it, I thought, I thought. <laughs> I did. I thought it was just like, like a musical, like, a oh, I mean, but oh I mean, no. you know, where there's still dialogue. Well, three no, hours later, they
1: <laughs> sang everything. And I think I sang everything for three
0: weeks after.
1: But it, wasn't it, it good?
0: It, it was. Silence. It was, well, <laughs> I muted my mic for a reason.
1: <laughs> no, it's so good. The storyline is so good. And if you want to be uplifted, just listen to One Day More.
0: That is a good song.
1: If that doesn't give I, you goosebumps, I, then we can't be friends.
0: Is it a musical? It's from it's Les It's a song. M- it's a song from Les Mis. It's oh, the man. last song, right? No. No. Gosh, I don't know anything. Yeah, see, take my card away. <laughs>
1: yes, you do. You need your, I know other you need your ones. card taken away. You need your theater Sorry. nerd card taken away. Ask me what about is happening? other
0: musicals. I know. That's just the one I don't know. Jekyll
1: and Hyde. That's another one of my favorite ones. That,
0: I remember you talking about that one a lot. <laughs>
1: it's dark and twisty.
0: Yeah. Okay, so (laughs) moving on. Moving back into the Grisha verse. We are at is this our I think our last chapter. It's our last chapter. So chapter thirteen, it's Kaz. Um Kaz limps onto the schooner and yells, Get us out of (laughs) here. In moments they are on their way. So he's like he's holding on to Anej. Phew. Safety at last. Um that was a lot. I just feel like when you were reading this like for a couple chapters we're just like at this really fast pace and like Mm -hmm. it's like oh my god who's gonna live because they're like shorter
1: chapters and it's just boom 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 boom
0: exactly finally we are like okay we're 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 safe we're on a ship and it's leaving the dock nina is helping patch everybody up below deck um jesper tells kaz that Wyland is below now getting fixed up Um, Kaz rushes down the stairs and gets Inej onto the table that Nina, I guess, is using to support the patients that, I mean, she's helping heal. Um, When Nina sees Inej, she tells Kaz how she is just a heart renderer. She's not a healer because she sees how wounded Inej is. I mean, Inej isn't even conscious right now. Kaz tells her that Inej will be dead by, like, by the time that they do find a healer. So do something.
1: Get to work.
0: yeah. So here's Kaz's thoughts. It's a quote. He was alive because of Inej. They all were. They'd managed to fight their way out of a corner, but only because she'd prevented them from being surrounded. Kaz knew death. He could feel its presence on the ship now, looming over them, ready to take his wraith. He was covered in her blood. End quote. I just like hearing more. I'm I. Kaz is a puzzle that I like to break and I mean I'm sorry a break you don't break a puzzle but you' together, could. you could but you are
1: the twisted kind that like to break apart the puzzles once it's done
0: <laughs> see I don't do puzzles but I this don't. one I would like to put together
1: I like to do puzzles upside down where you can't see the picture
0: oh my god so like <laughs> I don't know anything all I know about doing a puzzle is find the corners first right no the see edges. I don't do puzzles the edges.
1: yeah just you could ask Jeff all about it
0: Okay, I will. He hates puzzles. Because I do, I just do my own things. I do, like right now, I'm enjoying um, the sticker by numbers for adults. Mm. It's not the kids. So it's like actual like little itty bitty stickers that make like this huge like. Oh, yeah. 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 I enjoy it. It's my peaceful time anyways um so Kaz um, I'm sorry guys if I keep on forgetting to look at you I just am not used to I
1: haven't looked at all
0: a video camera right there so I'm looking at you now hi um <laughs> but for all you listeners yeah we're trying to do our first video of this um anyways so back into the verse, Kaz wonders why Inej said say you're sorry Kaz goes back to the deck to let Nina work. The crew start to discuss what just happened because a lot did happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and how did it happen? Why did it happen? So it just happens. Umin, um, the black tip, the man that just heard Inej, has the actually— The skull crusher. The skull crusher, the huge man, has actually been brought onto their ship. Um, they dragged him on, I guess. Um, so they pick him up because they want to figure out what's going on. So who better to ask him? Might as well ask him. He was part of the opposing side. Drag him over to the railing and Kaz questions him about why there were so many black tips out tonight. Uman says that Gilles, and if we ever remember, Gilles is pretty much the lieutenant for the black tips from chapter one. Uman says that Gilles doesn't like being bested. Kaz tells Uman to think very carefully because they are out at sea and Uman has no one to protect him. Gills probably thinks he is dead. And I mean, so then Uman makes a huge mistake and he decides to spit in Kaz's face.
1: Disrespectful.
0: This is what happens when you disrespect dirty hands, okay? Mistakes are made. Yes. So here is this quote. Okay. Hold on to your seats, kids. <laughs> Cover your eyes. Hide your children. Here's a quote. He made a neat slash across Umin's eye from brow to cheekbone, and before Uman could draw breath to cry out, he made a second cut in the opposite direction, a nearly perfect X. Now Umin was screaming. Kaz wiped the knife clean, returned it to his sleeve, and drove his gloved fingers into Uman's eye socket. <laughs> He shrieked and twitched as Kaz yanked out his eyeball, its base trailing a bloody root. Blood gushed over his face. Kaz heard Wylan retching. He tossed the eyeball overboard and jammed his spit-soaked handkerchief into the socket where Uman's eye had been. Then he grabbed Uman's jaw, his gloves leaving red smears on the enforcer's chin. His actions were smooth, precise, as if he were dealing cards at the Crow Club or picking an easy lock. But his rage felt hot and mad and unfamiliar. Something within him him had torn loose. End quote. Eyeball. Uh, Eyeball. And just thrown over. (laughs) Sorry, I just, that to me was.
1: (laughs) whoop. Yeet!
0: Yeah, I mean, just... Huh.
1: I, I I don't think I've ever seen anyone just yeet an eyeball before. Eat? Yeet.
0: Oh, I thought you said eat. Ye- I was like, <laughs> did I miss something? I was like, I don't think he ate the no, eyeball. I no. was like, that would be just like... He threw it. God, could you imagine if that's what Kaz ended up doing? He, he takes it like, <laughs> instead of throwing it overboard. He's what?
1: like... Like a jawbreaker.
0: <laughs> the ones you had in like fourth fourth grade yes everybody had out of them. the
1: little machine when you went uh roller skating and you'd get the jawbreaker out of the little like coin thing and...
0: oh i'm talking about the big ones yeah and well the cute like the ones that you had that like, that like were like the size of like bigger than a tennis ball yeah took, they
1: like... rolled down a and oh, then, you, got, and then okay. you had to like lick it because you couldn't get the whole thing in your mouth
0: no yeah, I remember just carrying mine for days. I never
1: finished mine. I would like I would like have it for maybe 15 minutes and I would throw it away because nobody got time for that.
0: See, I just, everybody in fourth grade literally had one. They had to like, everybody in the classroom had it. We had to be told to like put it away. And like, I remember having my little Kroger bag, of, like where my jawbreaker was. And like, I just couldn't wait to figure out what the next color was. I Aww. always wanted it to be blue.
1: Well, you're a little more obsessive than I am. So
0: I know. I finally got to the blue part. I did. But I didn't eat the whole thing. Who knows? It's probably under like It's knows? in
1: a landfill somewhere, some like seagull yeah, somewhere it, is just it, pecking at it.
0: Yeah, because that is not biodegradable. <laughs> no. <laughs> Whatever that is made out of. It's
1: probably still in your stomach right now. Exactly.
0: <laughs> that blue part is my outer lining of it my is. stomach. <laughs> it's just that part that I can't get rid of. I'm trying you know, you keep on trying to work off. That's what it is. It's that fourth grade jawbreaker. So Anyways, how did we get here? The eyeball. <laughs> eyeball. <laughs> Eating an eyeball. That's how we got there. Yes. So Uman, uh, okay. So I'm, I'm guessing like if I just had my eyeball ripped out by someone, I would pretty much just give in to. Uman <laughs> eventually tells them. What do you even do? Yeah, just kind of
1: die is what to, you do. He tells
0: him what was going on because Kaz also tells him like if you tell me what's going on, then I will let you get a medic and I'll let you gets ugly uh, i uh, will drop you off at the next port and you can get yourself back to kirch so umen now with out an eyeball um decides that i guess it's time to tell him so he tells him pekka rollins who paid um was is the person behind all this he paid gills the lieutenant for the black tips 5,000 Krug to bring the Black Tips out tonight and even grab a couple of the Razor Gulls, which is another gang. So Kaz asks why he didn't bring more men, and Uman says that they were supposed to be on the boat when it blew up. They were just supposed to take care of the stragglers, I guess. So Kaz ends up I mean, I would be pretty upset too. I mean, the plan was literally to kill him. Luckily, mm-hmm. luckily, I mean, they he Kaz was smart enough to do that decoy. So I mean, they didn't blow up the real boat, and it just and Kaz just ends up just throwing him overboard. Woo! <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> throwing him, I'm, I'm, my hands are getting in the way. I guess. God, I'm dangerous. So Kaz ends up throwing him overboard. Um, with his eyeball. So, at least they're together now. (laughs) (laughs) Uman and his eyeball. Um, Wylan gets upset at Kaz for doing this because this is the first time we see Wylan really have, like, any emotion so much. He's upset because he heard Kaz tell him, like, I mean, hey, if you just tell me, then I'll get you to safety. Um, I don't really understand why Wyland is so upset because this man did try to kill them. I mean, I understand that. Yeah, he broke his promise, but like, Uman was.
1: I think because he's just this naive little, thing. Like he, did, he's not from the streets. He's from a more civilized.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay, place. I can see that now. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That's so, not
1: how gentlemen act.
0: No, it's not. <laughs> Nobody like <my> gentlemen. <laughs> gentlemen ate don't eat eyeballs. And eating eyeballs. <laughs> Uh, so um so little, little wyland's upset um and decides to kind of start to argue with kaz jesper stops wyland and says this here's the quote maybe your tutors didn't cover this lesson but you do not argue with a man covered in blood and a knife up his sleeve end quote wyland stops smart man that's, so,
1: I feel like that's something that you should get, like, tattooed on your rib cage to see at all times. Mm-hmm. You don't argue with a man covered in blood and a knife up your sleeve. That's just good Common life sense. advice.
0: It really is. You can use it in a lot of different ways.
1: Put it in your journal.
0: Do. That is <laughs> daily gratitude. Yes. So uh, this next part, um, this next quote I'm going to read actually kind of finishes off this chapter, but it's just got a lot of information. Um, Kaz turned to Jesper, okay? So, here we go. Fit Helvar with some shackles to keep him honest, he said as he headed below, and get me clean clothes and fresh water. Since when am I your valet? Man with a knife, remember? He said over his shoulder. Man with a gun, Jesper called after him. Kaz replied with a time-saving gesture that relied heavily on his middle finger and disappeared below decks. He wanted a hot bath and a bottle of brandy, but he'd settle for being alone and free of the stink of blood for a while. Pekka Rollins, the name rattled through his head like gunfire. It always came back to Pekka Rollins, the man who had taken everything from him, the man who now stood between Kaz and the biggest haul any crew had ever attempted. Would Rollins send someone in his place or lead the crew to nab Bayer himself? In the dim confines of his cabin, Kaz whispered, brick by brick. Killing Pekka Rollins had always been tempting, but that wasn't enough. Kaz wanted Rollins brought low. He wanted him to suffer the way Kaz had, the way Jordy had, and snatching 30 million Krug right out of Pekka Rollins' grubby hands was a very good way to start. Maybe Inej was right. Maybe fate did bother with people like him. End quote. An end chapter. And Wow.
1: So we see that there that Rollins is responsible for like suffering the suffer, the suffering of Kaz and his brother Jordy. We still don't know what, yes. but we know that that is part of the backstory. And if I, we're just getting these little tidbits, we just we haven't had the flashback yet, which I, I assume is coming. Yes, but. For now, we get a little tidbit that there was suffering.
0: So, Pekka Rollins. Interesting. Okay. So...
1: So we don't like him.
0: Right. We ha- Have we heard that? Yes. We've heard-
1: yes, he's said before that he's wanted him to die.
0: Because it's very... Cl- see that he was
1: responsible.
0: So the thing that confused me, I remember the first time I read this, is this name is very close to Per Haskell. Yes. So... At first when I was reading this, I was like, oh my God, that that's crazy. That doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> but no, Pecker Rollins isn't, that's another person. Yes. We and we haven't we haven't met him, right? I don't think so. I don't think okay.
1: But if we're wrong, wrong
0: people, you can always tell us, but don't be mad because I mean <laughs> we're trying as hard as we can. But anyways, that ends all of our like Yeah, that was a lot. Um thanks for hanging in there with us guys. So, um, okay, well, it is that great time for Cast Cast News! Yeah! Yes! And we just, um, we don't have any. Nothing. Sorry, I don't got nothing for ya. It's quiet. But, what we do have is we have some listener thank yous. Yeah, we do. So.
1: From Facebook. Okay. We want to say thank you to Corin Barry Murphy. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. And Kathleen Birkencotter.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you, you. guys are awesome. Thank you. Um, so from Instagram, I have to thank these people because you all um, sent little get well soons um, on Instagram, just little messages. And it just meant a lot to me because I felt absolutely horrible and was looking at my laptop and looking at the book of six of crows and what just couldn't get myself to do any of it. But you guys lifted me up. So anyways, thank you to Lisa Stafko and I sought underscore C to Carrie Rashford. And then also this is a real person. This is my friend. I know her Bridget Jones, not kidding. Love you, Bridget. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so thank you all. That really meant a lot. Um, one for supporting us but also for the little get wells. Yeah, it's thank always you. nice you know, I mean, you don't get get well cards often. so no, I mean that's how I kind of felt. I felt like someone sent me a get well card. Aww. so sweet. So well, um, since our show is extremely long today that's <laughs> we really don't have anything else. but thank you so much. Please go onto Apple Podcast and rate us. Um, and so next week we're gonna be covering. 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18. So five chapters, but yet again, these are short little snippets. So um, yeah, so anyways, we'll be doing that. So 14, read all the way through chapter 18. So stop when you get to 19. Yes. In case you need those specific instructions. Thank you for that
1: clarification.
0: Okay, well... Okay, well, it's been great, girl.
1: It has been. Okay. It's good to be
0: back. It is. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com.
1: Follow us on Instagram at GrishaCast, Twitter at GrishaPodcast,
0: and Facebook at GrishaCast.